Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. A red tsunami is coming. Evan McMullen versus Mike Lee and a WTF Wednesday. You're not going to want to miss this is Critical Thinking. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. You can follow us on social media. I'm at The Coppins Show. He's at The Pat Oni Show. As always, do not forget to download, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And you can watch us every single Monday through Friday over on the Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking for those of you who like to watch, not just listen to the show. Um, it is a going to be an interesting WTF Wednesday because what is the title of the show again, Pat? Um, it's uh, critical thinking. With I love Pat catching Oni. you off guard. By the way, it's fun. Yeah, see, uh, you uh, you just totally miss what I said. What? You asked me what the title of the show was, mm-hmm. and I apparently caught you off guard. No, you didn't catch me off guard. I just noticed that you were unprepared to answer my question. Well, yeah, but but you didn't respond to my my uh, jab there. And I'm surprised that you didn't. Like you just like blatantly ignored it. Yep, because that's how you do it. You ignore the gadflies. <laughs> Yo, that reference is going to come up later in the show, folks. That reference is coming up later in the show. You're not going to want to miss that. But yes, this show is critical thinking with Andrew Coppins and Pat Oni. Uh, but yes, critical thinking is going to come into play later on in the WTF Wednesday segment. Uh, but before we get into all of that, it is election season. We're just a few weeks away from the midterm elections here in 2022. In the state of Illinois, Amendment 1 is uh, a very, very important thing and an important reason to get out and vote. Yes, we have a governor's race here in the state. I highly doubt Darren Bailey is winning. Um, 
But the only chance that he really has is the depression of the vote here in the city of Chicago. And I will say this, there is little to no motivation. Nobody's talking about voting. Nobody's talking about getting out. Uh, nobody that is not a conversation had around the dinner table, dinner parties, um, gatherings, social events. I have never once in my entire uh, time out in the public sphere over the last month heard anybody talking about the election. That could be good news for Darren, Darren Bailey. That could be. Um, but I will say this. The only reason why this election matters here in the state of Illinois is Amendment 1. And Amendment 1 basically codifies the ability of every single union in this state to bargain for anything. And by anything, I mean they can bargain that uh, you as your employer or you as the government must pass or advocate for XYZ law. What? Also, it would guarantee their ability to endlessly continue pension issues. Okay? They, they'll be able to get a pension no matter what, no contributions, no nothing. I'm telling you right now, if you don't pay attention in the state of Illinois to Amendment 1, vote no on Amendment 1. You're doing it wrong. It is the single issue. I don't care who you're voting for for governor. Literally handing the keys to the castle of the people who put us into the ditch is insane. That is what Amendment 1 would do. It would give the keys to the castle to teachers' unions, to public sector unions, to be able to write, to be able to legislate without being elected. They would be able to advocate for, like CPA, okay, or like the CTU, excuse me, the Chicago Teachers Union has attempted to do. They've attempted to collectively bargain over things that have absolutely nothing to do with their ability to teach in the classroom. Nothing. CPS has given in. We as a state can't afford to do that. And if that passes, we're screwed. And I cannot wait to get the hell out of the state if that passes. I am telling you right now, you want to you want to see what California looks like if it were to actually fall off the cliff? Watch Illinois pass Amendment 1. Now, with that being said, Pat, my PSA for those of us in the state of Illinois transitions into uh, a question of a red tsunami. And before we get into this red tsunami, one of the races that uh, <clears throat> allegedly has been close, and we talked about this, I believe, last week, has been the Evan McMuffin, I mean McMullen, uh, versus um, incumbent. No, 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 no. McMuffin was right. You, you had a right. Oh, okay. Versus incumbent Utah Republican Senator Mike Lee, one of the greatest advocates of the Constitution. And one of the greatest scholars of the Constitution to have ever, in the history of this country, gone to the Senate. Um, I'm I'm not saying that he is going to necessarily win here, but the reality is that Mike Lee is exactly that. Pat, he is one of the greatest scholars of the Constitution, one of the most 
um, on demand, on top of the head, off the top of the head, scholars of the Constitution of the United States of America, one of the greatest defenders of the Constitution of the United States of America. Over the weekend, they had a debate. We were told that this is just a massively close race, like two, three points, according to, uh, oh, wait, you mean the Deseret News? You mean um, the Desperate News? In the Salt Lake Tribune. And and not to mention, um, a lot of that polling information that you're seeing when it's close is coming from McMuffin's campaign. Right. Because, again, folks, McMuffin is the ultimate grifter. Okay, McMuffin is a grifter. He has always been that. He is, what was his job, right? He was in the CIA. He was a spook in the CIA, okay? This man has spent his entire adult life being a chameleon. Nobody has a clue who the hell this man really is, what he actually believes, other than how do I climb the ladder of power more and more and more? That's really the only thing he believes in is power. I would suggest he's Machiavelli incarnate, like reincarnated, right? I, 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 right. That's my suggestion here. Well, not, not, the, the thing is, is that, you know, whether, whether it's actually going to be close or not, I, I think it's probably going to be based upon what I saw of this debate the other night. And I'll be honest, I didn't watch the debate. I watched clips. Because you're a and smart I, human being. Right. I I got I got into I watched clips. I, I talked to people I knew I knew that watched it, that, that have been involved with um the camp uh, with Mike Lee and with other um campaigns around the state and what's going on and, and just kind of getting their pulse on things. Mike Lee fundamentally kicked McMullen's ass in this debate. And by all accounts on social media, including people that are more centered left, centered right, were even saying that too. The one, only ones that were saying that McMullen won were those that were solidly supporting the left, Democratic policies, things like that. So fundamentally, if you're winning independence, it's Mike Lee. Right. And we're going to talk about this in, in uh, three different phases, I think. We're going to talk about the individual race. We're going to talk about um, what we talked about a few weeks ago, actually. And then we're going to talk about what we see happening on election night here, because we're just a few weeks out of the 2022 election. And um, I want to play a clip here, because I think this clip is indicative of how this night went, what McMullen is all about, and then we'll discuss um, but this is a this is just a few minutes of the exchange from the debate last uh, last weekend. But for you to talk about the importance of the, le the Electoral College, I think is rich. I think you you know exactly how important it is. And I think you knew how important it was when you sought to urge the White House that had lost an election to find fake electors to overturn the will of the people. Senator Lee, that was the most egregious betrayal of our nation's constitution in its history by a U.S. senator, I believe, and it will be your legacy. Senator Lee is still casting doubt. Please. Look, I, 
Senate. Ladies and gentlemen, you just took about seven or eight minutes away from the candidates. We're here to hear them. Senator Lee, you advised spurious so-called legal efforts to mislead tens of millions of Americans that the election had been stolen. And congratulations, you succeeded. As recently as this year, and even tonight, you're still casting doubt on the legitimacy of the election. No, you're, doing a, you're doing a tremendous disservice to this country, Senator Lee. You have betrayed your oath to the Constitution with this. It is a, and, and for this state, Utah, that was founded by people like my ancestors and yours, who sacrificed greatly to finally realize true freedom, for you to represent this state and to cast away, to abandon, to throw away 14 generations of American leadership, I think is a travesty. Senator Lee, a 30-second rebuttal. Evan, that's not true. You know that's not true. You, sir, owe me an apology. Listen. In the days leading up, to January 6th, when the votes were going to be open and counted. I had a job to do. There were rumors circulating, suggesting that some states were considering switching out their slates of electors. If that were true, I would need to know about it. I did research on that. I made phone calls to figure out whether the rumors were true. The rumors were false. On that basis, I voted to certify the results of the elections. Which he did do. He did certify the election. He so, 100% voted to certify the election. Right. I, th- that, there, that, there, that's contrary to everything McMullen just said. 100% contrary and 100% provable. Now, we had discussed this off air, Pat, but one of the claims that McMullen has made is that along the way from the election to January 6th, right? is that Mike Lee was there advising President Donald Trump on various ways that he could, you know, spuriously um, get around election law or to to subvert the will of the people, right, mm-hmm. as he likes to put it. Funny part is there's receipts out there, Pat, right? You right. would think that if Evan McMullen would be able to make this case, right, he would have evidence. How do I know that he should have evidence? Because literally every piece of communication between him and anybody else in government between election night and January 6th was subpoenaed. It is part of the public record today, Pat. You and I could go and find it. In fact, um, Stu Bergier of the uh, Glenn Beck program has put a timeline together showing exactly what was taking place here. Now, it is true that following the election leading up to, I believe, the day that the AP announced it, that uh, Joe Biden was going to win the uh, 2020 presidential vote, right? Mm. It is true that Mike Lee advocated for what pat he uh, advocated did, did, for legal challenges in right. states like arizona states like wisconsin right. states like pennsylvania ohio or not ohio with good um, georgia with good reason mm-hmm. with good reason mm-hmm. and 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 talking about two years later we're seeing why would they they should have in the first place because 
as we go two years down the road, we know that in the state of Arizona, there were shenanigans. We know that in the state of Wisconsin, there are people being charged with crimes for what they did in the 2020 election. We know that Mark Zuckerberg actually should be in jail in the state of Wisconsin, by the way, right now, mm-hmm. because he illegally contributed to um, direct uh, political advocacy and direct funding of public elected officials. That's illegal in the state of Wisconsin, who oversaw not just the voting count, but also the collection storage of the vote, um, who also violated state law with their Dropbox Anywhere policies in just so happened to be heavily Democratic areas like Racine, the city of Racine, like Milwaukee, like Dane County. We know that in Georgia, things were not right. Now, we also know that in Atlanta, they've just refused to do anything about it. They've refused to really look into it. But following in, as we follow the yellow brick road, if you will, all the way down to January 6th, right? The insurrection day. What do we see? Mike Lee dropping Hint after hint after hint after hint that, hey, you guys need to find the receipts. And, and if you don't, we have markers that, you, that we have to follow vis-a-vis the Constitution. He advocated and advised them to do so in those timely fashions. And as soon as they couldn't come with those receipts, we have all the proof vis-a-vis text messages, emails, all of it, right? We have it all. That proves that Mike Lee advocated for them to stop with the rhetoric, stop with the you've stolen the election, because they couldn't come up with anything that would show it in court. And he told them, literally overturning the election vis-a-vis electors, vis-a-vis news slates, vis-a-vis all these conspiracy theories, was antithetical to the Constitution. It didn't exist. There's no mechanism for it. There you go. His advocacy of overturning the election was not about overturning the election. His advocacy was do it legally, find a way, find the evidence, and I'll support you. That's literally what he said. And he literally has a conversation on January 6th with Mark Meadows that says, yeah, I'm afraid uh, that I can't do this, number one. Number two, what the hell's going on? Mark Meadows and him behind the scenes are having conversations for months at this time about the insanity that is going on within the Trump campaign. You would think that if, if, if what Evan McMuffin, because again, this man is the greatest grifter in American political history. I cannot think of anybody else who has grifted more than him. He grifted the non-Trump wanting Republicans, right? The people who didn't like what Donald Trump was about or who he is as a character, as a person, his character, right? He grifted them into believing he was Trump 
policy-wise with the morality that they would have liked, right? Right. He is neither of those things, by the way. Right. Because uh, he is funded oh, and he takes his campaign donations from what? Access Blue, right? Or whatever the hell it's called. It uh-huh. is the democratic fundraising literally apparatus. It is the apparatus, the funding. So if you went to Evan McMuffin's campaign uh, website, right, and went to click on donate, you I believe it's Donate Blue or Access Blue. I can't remember which one it is. But you would be going through their donation system. By the way, the Republicans also have a very similar donation system of their own. Why is he not using that? They don't sit there and say that you can't use that. 92% or 97. It's one of the two. I can't quite remember. It's 92 or 97. Either way, it's over 90% of all of his campaign donations so far in this senatorial race have come from leftist people or organizations. Less than 10% have come from either average everyday citizen or Republican-based groups. Less than 10%. That's the grift we see today, Pat. He is now telling the left he is going to be their friend, right? Right. This is part and parcel of the conversation we had with about Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney refuses to support Mike Lee. Mitt Romney... For all the things I don't like about him, is at least not 100% a leftist. He is not 100% funded by the left, therefore having to do the bidding of the left. Evan McMuffin is. Evan McMuffin will vote with the left. Around every corner, at every opportunity, because he loves himself some power. Right. So he will be able to wield that axe of power. Right. And watch me, you know, that constitutional conservative he claims to be, that lover of the Constitution. He's going to make Mitt Romney and his long term advocacy of punishing the faithful, of being Barack Obama's Obamacare before Obamacare existed. Right. Remember the history of being a a leftist when it came to government from Mitt Romney when he was governor of the state of um, Massachusetts? Remember that version of Mitt Romney? Evan McMuffin will make that look like child's play. Yeah. Uh, Notice, though, when we played that clip, as, as McMuffin is going through his line of dialogue, he gets booed. Like heavily booed. Also, can we uh, talk about? Um, could you get some more professional freaking lighting? Yeah, no kidding. Um, well, I what I don't understand. Okay, Pat, look. Um, this is going on television. There's no backlighting. That like I, I'm not saying that we're perfect in our lighting situations. I'm not saying that we're not. But nor should we expect to be. I'm not hiring professional. Stu- I don't have a professional studio, right? I don't have right. professional everything i have professional equipment but i'm not somebody who this isn't my job right right 
what the hell is going? There's this massive like back shadow. It is really, really simple to get rid of, right? Right. You put a backlight up. There's that it, like when you see um when you see people and they've got like this like kind of haloed look right in the background of them. That's a backlight, and it's done to do what? Remove shadows. This isn't that hard. I could have lit that better. Yeah. It is jarring yeah. to watch. Now, also really boring to watch is a debate like this. I, I, I honestly, I, I question this the entire time. Unless we have a narrowed in campaign uh, time frame, and more importantly, a narrowed in ability of people like you each get equal amounts of time on air type of a deal and we as the public are funding not just um like we're not funding campaigns but we're funding the advertising time right like hey we're gonna we're gonna do this as a public right kind of like they do in britain right i i really do advocate for their kind of apparatus like you have a very specific time frame in which you can um be in campaign mode the one side, the other side, all sides get equal amounts of airtime. And then in a debate, all sides that are running get equal time. Um, unless we're going down that route, right? Unless we're doing that. People like McMuffin are going to come out of the woodworks. He has tried everything to not just subvert Donald Trump, right? Because that is that was his grift from the very get-go, is that I'm the anti-Donald Trump. I am the anti-morality of Donald Trump. And, yeah, and that's still his grift. Right, but that has gone but he's gone beyond that now. True. He is literally anti-Republican. And, and so as we back that up, Pat. I want you to hear how Mike Lee um, goes after him later on in this debate, because this, I think, proves the grift beyond anything else. If we weren't staring right down the barrel of a deep and dark economic recession, if we weren't seeing reckless federal spending causing us to careen into a situation where we're seeing spikes in inflation, uh, spikes in interest rates and spikes in the price of gas, if we weren't seeing our adversaries around the world saber rattling with nuclear weapons and a president speaking of Armageddon, perhaps, perhaps in that moment, seriously entertaining the idea of supporting an opportunistic gadfly supported by the Democratic Party might make for interesting dinner table conversation. But this is not an ordinary year. <laughs> Callback. Quite the analogy. Opportunistic gadfly. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, that's exactly who Evan McMuffin is. He hasn't met an opportunity that he doesn't want to take advantage of. Right. Right. As long this as it was... hurts the Republican Party. Do you notice that along the way he claims to be about being a Republican, but real Republican, old school, but Republican. Old school Republicans want nothing to do with the Democratic Party, especially well, the Democratic Party as it exists today, because the Democratic Party today is a party of the left. It is not a party of liberals. Now, I want to move beyond 
just McMuffin, Mike Lee, because I think what we see in in that debate and also what we see as the grift of McMuffin proves that you cannot necessarily trust the polls, right? And we talked about this two weeks ago because what was really the narrative almost two weeks ago, maybe three, the narrative was, oh, the uh, the red wave isn't going to be as big as you think it is, right? It's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a six footer instead of a 10 foot wave, right? Right. Did we buy that? No. No, we didn't buy that mainly because of what we what they were grabbing onto was D plus C plus polling at best when it comes to even the ratings of 538, which are spurious at best sometimes. But then when we looked at other, um, you know, Trafalgar group stuff, when we look at all of the things that we've been seeing, why like the real serious pollers out there have never even polled the state of Utah. Not once. The Deseret News has. McMuffin's campaign has. But that's it. There is really only, and I've said this before many times talking, you know, just just politics in general. Mm -hmm. There's really only one poll that you should ever, ever trust when it comes to elections. And that is the election results. Uh, yeah, I also polling, have an anecdotal really version of that, Pat, mm. that I think is important. Mm. Go throughout your state when you're traveling and watch how many signs you notice yeah. from one side or the other, okay? Because I traveled basically the state of Wisconsin last weekend, right? Right. Mm. Probably three to one Michaels to Evers uh, in the governor's race. And Ron Johnson, Mandela Barnes, um, I would say at least 75, 25. Okay. Um, what does that tell me? It tells me about the intensity of the support of a candidate. That That's the important part because these, these people putting these signs out in their yards or uh, on the highway by their farm, all of that sort of stuff, right? Those are people who are dedicated to voting for that candidate. Okay, mm. what does that tell me? That tells me the level of support. Now, what have we heard this week? And just from the weekend to today, there's a two-word term that we've heard, a red tsunami, right? Right. We've right. heard red tsunami, red tsunami, red tsunami. And I'm going to ask the same question that I asked three weeks ago. Are we buying a red tsunami coming? Just like we... Are we were we buying that um, the the red wave was going to peter out or peter out, if you will, right? Three weeks ago, that was the question. Now, are, now all of a sudden, holy crap, a red tsunami is coming. Are you buying or selling that, Pat? Um, before you do that, I'm, excuse you. Yeah, bless hey, you. Thank you. I, I, I see. I'm I'm allergic to the words apparently red tsunami and red and red wave. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, here, here's the thing. If I'm going to buy into a red tsunami, I mean, uh, we know, we know that they're going to take control of the house. The question is how much are they going to take control of the Senate? If it's basically a 50, 50 split, it's not a red tsunami. If it's, 
you know, a 52 or up to upwards to a, to a 54. Maybe you could call it a red wave, but I don't know that I would call it a red tsunami. And it also depends on who would wins. You know, Pat, what, like, because if that is the case, Pat, I want, I want to be clear about this. There are basically, quote unquote, seven toss-up seats, right? Right. right. Okay. Three, or two of them are Republican. Okay. Right. That would mean the GOP swept every one of them to get to 54. That means well, I mean, every that's, that's single one of those toss-ups goes to the way of the GOP. Okay. But that's a fair point. But but, but Pat, I the the tsunami talk, right? The red wave, uh-huh. the tsunami. I want to ask you about this. You're only looking at the national races. You're only looking at the federal level. True. Okay. Let me ask you uh, another question, though. Did you follow who went out on the campaign or whom went out on the campaign trail this weekend? No, not particularly, no. Okay. Two people, two important people. Okay. The president of the United States, Joseph Marionette Biden. Uh Uh-huh. Where did he go? Did he go to Pennsylvania? No. Now, Jill did. Ah, okay. Got booed at the Eagles game uh, with chance of FJB. That was pretty funny. Um, He went to Oregon. Guess why? Um, Because that's a toss-up seat. Right now, um, the Republican candidate for governor in that state has a within the margin of error lead. Oof. Guess who else was on the campaign trail this weekend in a very hard way? Might have been his boss previously, Barack Obama. Barack Obama, who is in Wisconsin right now, um, who went to New York. Okay, the latest polling there shows Lee Zeldin down by like 3 to 4% in a heavily Democratic state to the point which they are pulling out all of the tricks, right? All of the old people, all of the tricks, literally and figuratively, out of the bag to attempt to hold on to that governor's spot. Brian Kemp, they've basically given up in terms of Stacey trying Abrams. to get Stacey Abrams to be the governor of, of the state of, of Georgia, right? Um, Florida's, you know, Ron DeSantis all the way. Uh, New Mexico is in play, potentially. Right. I guess to clarify what I was talking about, red wave versus red tsunami, though. It's about who wins. And I'm not just talking about Democrat or Republican. I'm talking about it, is the Republican actually someone that's going to uphold conservative values? Yeah, if you met Lee Zeldin, do- Lee Zeldin is about as constitutional conservative as you're going to find in the state of... Sure, sure. You know. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but, but you know, I, I question someone like Herschel Walker. Right, and I understand uh, that. I, I, so I totally get that. But... We have to look beyond just the federal level. 
Because if we're right. talking about statewide races in New York, in Oregon, Oregon, in New Mexico, Nevada, maybe on the very slight chance here in Illinois, I give it like a 2% chance of that actually happening. Yeah. Um, but then you look at Wisconsin flipping back, right? You look at Michaels, who looks like he's got a massive lead. In fact, one of the worst hit piece ads uh, I have seen in the election is the Tony Evers, well, not Tony Evers, but the Tony Evers supporting pack trying to tie um, Tim Michaels into being a, uh, fostering a culture of sexual harassment and assault over the course of 30 plus years at his company. Okay. The reality of all of these things that they accuse him of is every single one of them would been adjudicated and not a single one of them found to be true. Hmm. Not one of them. Every one of them went to court some way, somehow every single one of them went before a judge. In fact, three or four of these things that they try to talk to, to us about in, in the race, trying to tie him into being a sexual predator or whatever, right? Fostering a culture in which men are supposed to, or men have supposedly like propositioned women for jobs and all this other stuff, right? Three or four of them got in front of the judge and the judge dismissed them with prejudice without ever even seeing a second court date. That's how ridiculous and spurious uh, spurious all of this was. They don't tell you that, but they they just take the fact that there was a lawsuit. Okay, well, guess what? And then I said this to my dad this weekend. This is how ridiculous this is. I've never once met Tony Evers in my entire life. Not one time. Tony Evers sexually assaulted me last weekend, Pat. <gasps> um, just out of curiosity, would you mind sharing how? Um, Skeletor. That's all I'm going to say. Does he or does he not look like Skeletor? I mean, yeah, but... Uh, That's all I'm going to say. I, I, it it's doesn't make sense. too traumatic, Pat. Too traumatic? Mm-hmm. I was abused by Skeletor. Just, See, but now I can use that in a political ad, right? I can use right? that. Tony Evers is a sexual assault monster, right? He is a deviant sexual being. Do you see how that works? Yeah. It would be totally spurious of me, right? I, I that that that's not how this no, that actually didn't happen. Um you you actually have to have proof. They're attempting to Christy Blasey for, or Christine Blasey Ford uh Tim Michaels right now. It's insane. But my but the point of all of this is that's the the tsunami, right? If you're talking about Wisconsin, Oregon, if you're talking about the potential for now Michigan too. Because it looks like Tudor Dixon is gaining quite a bit in that race. You're talking about Kathy Hochul, one of the, she is one of the most greatest, greatest politicians, like nails on the chalkboard in terms of her thoughts, in terms of how she speaks, in terms of her um, actual speech. Like, holy hell, she is awful. She is a terrible human being, like 100% terrible. I would put her on the level of like Chrissy Teigen terrible. Or uh, Gretchen Whitmer? Uh, mm, potentially. 
But the point of all of this is if those things are happening along with the potential for almost 40 uh, seat advantage in the House and a three or four seat advantage in the Senate. On top of all the other local races where we're going to see potentially um, Oregon's state house become Republican. That that type of stuff, that's the tsunami. I mean, we're talking about places in which the Republican Party has no business winning, right? right. Winning and winning at the highest elected office level. When's the last time you remember a Republican being the governor of the state of New York, Pat. Just oh, it has know. to be before. It has to be before even when I was born. It has to be. I would be surprised if it was within my lifetime. Andrew's looking that up as we speak. Yeah, I am really interested to see when the hell this last happened. Okay, so George Pataki, 95 to 2006. Okay. Oh, okay. Don't remember that. I don't remember that either. But in our lifetime, Pat, he's the only, <laughs> the only Republican. And in fact, um, I'm going to go back to the day that my dad was born. Okay. Nelson Rockefeller and Malcolm Wilson. Um, Nelson Rockefeller being a Republican is not today's Republican. J just out of curiosity, what year was that? January 1st of 1959, he held the post for over 14 years. So you have to go that far back? Yeah. 1959 to 1973, from 73 to 82, and then, uh, or to 94, excuse me. So 73 to 94, all Democratic. Uh, George Pataki was a 12-year governor. And then you had Elliot Spitzer, David Patterson, Andrew Cuomo, and Kathy Hochul. That's an inspiring list. But my point in all of this is if we're going to get somebody like Lee Zeldin, who we know to be a absolute, at least constitutionally conservative individual into that post. Wow. Yeah. That's the first time in my life that that's happened. George Pataki does not come across my memory bank as a, uh, particularly uh, non-Mitt Romney version of, of the Republican Party. Let's just put it that way. Um, that's that's a sea change. That's a wave. That's not even a wave. That's a tsunami coming in, and it's a cultural tsunami more than it is the red wave. And that's why I think that is uh, a sell for me because it's more about the culture than it is about the politicians. You know, I was going to say that I would, I would I would actually buy. I would buy it's more of a cultural wave than it is a, a political one. Just like the is it the Glenn Youngkin? That was culture, not him. Yeah, that was cultural, absolutely okay. cultural. Mm -hmm. That's where I think this is heading. I think the red wave talk is wrong, or the red tsunami talk is wrong. It's a we're done with your culture, um, spirit of the age, be gone. 
That, that's what that is. And we got more on the Spirit of the Age coming up here in the WTF segment. But before we get into that, Pat, it is time for us to play the beer, not the beef, for more of Dominic Izzo's money. All right. Are you ready? Oh, I'm very ready. Hit me with that headline then. All righty then. Cowboys just glad crowd is booing someone else for once. Cowboys just glad someone else is... Cowboys just glad crowd is booing someone else for once. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question while you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins. Folks, if you haven't gone to brand coffee uh, brand, you need to do so. You no, it's coffee, coffee brand, brand coffee. coffee. Why do I always get it backwards? It's coffee brand coffee. That is uh, literally not hard. I, I, I know, but I for whatever reason, I always get it back. And here's the thing. I just ordered yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just ordered some hot chocolate. From them and, and and Pat, it's from the great state of Utah. I know, I know, I know. They're from Farmington, like literally, like a hop, skip, and a jump from you. Uh, it's about a little over an hour north of me, but yeah. Okay, so hop, skip, jump, and uh, pogo stick. I was. It's more like a hop, skip, and a jump, and maybe some twinkle toes. But yeah, yeah, it works. Whatever you leprechauns like to do. Yeah, uh, so coffee brand coffee. Uh, check them out. All you got to do is use the promo code critical thinking. You get 5% off your purchase. Um, I ordered their hot chocolate since I'm you know, i not a coffee drinker myself, but uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I know you've tried their coffee and said it's pretty good so far. Um, they've got all sorts of different great flavors and stuff over there that you can try. They've got different kinds of hot chocolate blends that you can try as well. And tea. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. So if you're into tea, go. small batch, oh, yeah, tea. Blue, yeah yep. they've got some really interesting stuff going on there. Um, they have a brand new um, tea. In fact, let me let me go ahead and look that up while you're talking about Coffee Brand Coffee. Well, yeah, so all you need to do, folks, while he's looking that up, is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Use the promo code CRITICALTHINKING. You'll get 5% off your purchase. It's that simple. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code CRITICALTHINKING, 5% off today and uh, do you by chance have that uh, tea flavor yeah they have apple pie tea okay now if i could drink tea like if i actually like tea that actually sounds good to me they also have raspberry something or another uh raspberry rose petal uh masala oolong um chamomile lavender green tea english breakfast earl gray you cannot miss it um, yeah, check them out. Coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo you know code re- critical thinking for 5% off your purchase. Do you know what would be really good, though, if, if they did this on like, on like a seasonal basis? Some, so, something with like apple cider. Yeah. I think that would be really good. I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I, I do not disagree. Anyway. Cowboys just glad crowd is booing someone else for once. Is this to be or not to be? Andrew Coppins, your answer. This is a tough one because I know that it happened, um, but I could also see this being a Babylon B. I'm going to go with not the B, though, because I know what this is in reference to. They booed the ever-loving shit out of Jill Biden um, over the weekend as she attempted to do Fly Eagles Fly on the sideline after a win. Oh, my God. It is cringe, like 100% cringe. 
and 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 this is happening in Philadelphia. Phil of freaking Delphia, this is happening. Um, by the way, this is the Babylon Bee. Um, All right, so, $50 back to Dominic Izzo, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Screw him. Yeah, uh, I don't think we even need to go into this story, though, because you know it actually is true. Um, sources, can, by the way, I believe they were all doing FJB and Let's Go Brandon Chance, which it actually this article references. Yeah, they did. It actually it happened. happened. It actually literally happened. Why this is a Babylon B story though, I I don't I don't know. I don't I it just it, it actually it actually this should be on not to be. It actually happened. Yes, yes it did. And with that, Pat, um it is time for us to move forward. It is time for us to get into the heart of the WTF Wednesday. <laughs> All right. As you are whistling along, um, where do you want to go first, Pat? This is your ship. I I, I know. I know. And th- there's so many places we could go. Can we start with Eric Swalwell? I, 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 sure, we can. Do, do you want me to play the video first? Or do you well, want to yes. set it up? Um. Well, yeah. Let's let, let me let me let me just let me just give folks what what's happening here before we play this video. So, Eric Swalwell has a new ad. Eric, I sleep that, with Chinese uh, spies. Swalwell. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He, uh huh. He he has a new ad out that shows uh, women being arrested and dragged away from their kids, their families, their homes, and being arrested for having an abortion. That's the ad. And I, I got a... You're weird. He is weird. But cute. Gross. Mary Anderson? Yes? I have a warrant for your arrest. Arrest for what? Penal code 243 violation. Unlawful termination of a pregnancy. You gotta be kidding me. That That is my personal business. That's for the courts to decide, ma'am. Your medical records have been subpoenaed and Dr. Landry's already in custody. No, my, my God, you, you, you can't just- You will have to submit to a physical examination. What? By who? No, no, no one's touching me. Oh, sure. I Ma'am, turn around. Put your hands behind your back. Now. Why is this happening? Love you. We're just enforcing the law here. Elections have consequences. Okay, I, I was going to warn you about this, but uh, here's the thing. Andrew, you and I are both very pro-life people. Correct. Have we ever advocated at any point in time that uh, women who have had an abortion should be arrested and in prison? Ever? No. It's very simple. If you as a doctor are violating the law, you are the one that you perform that procedure illegal. Right. Right. You go to jail. You do not collect $200. Correct. It's that that is, simple. That's how you enforce that, is, that. It's the same thing like, okay, if you wanted to advocate for the decriminalization of the use of drugs, okay, 
if you were to illegally sell those drugs, right? Which is kind of what California is doing, but not really right now, right? Because they have such a large problem with how they set up their legal weed operations, shall we say, that it is like literally 30, 40% cheaper to still buy it illegally. Um, I'm just going to say this, right? The advocacy here would be to enforce the law on those who are supplying the issue at hand. Not those who are using it, those who are supplying it. That you go to the root source, the root source of an abortion, while sure, the, the, the mother or alleged mother could be that root source, but the root source of, of supplying it would be the doctor, alleged Correct. doctor. Because yes. I would argue that uh, that doctor uh, is not an actual doctor. No, I won't say there's no one in the pro-life movement, but I think the vast majority of the pro-life movement would never advocate for this. Correct. Now, did you notice also the ultra dramatic the 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 second that the the husband comes and tries to protect the wife, they draw guns. Yeah, yeah, that's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. You would know that. Also, it, what the hell are the 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 cops doing with guns anyway? There, Eric Swalwell, you anti Second Amendment bigot. Uh, also, uh, he's he's a Chinese spy lover too. He's also, a just a terrible person. Like, yeah. We just seem to elect the worst of the worst. Not the best of the best, but the worst of the worst. This is an absolutely terrible person. Yeah, he is an absolutely awful human being. Absolutely awful. Mm. He will do or say anything. Literally do or say anything. Or anyone. To to gain power. It's just... His whole process, whatever. But I want you to think about this, right? I, I, here's the rub though. While this ad is WTF, please continue to run it. Because what does that mean, Pat? They're continuing to not understand what the American people care about. Do you know where abortion ranks on the list of things that the American people, the Californian people, like care about? Where this ranks? Considering it's still legal there? No, it is not in the top 10. Right. It isn't even in the top 10. You're running ads on it. Go for it, man. Go for it. Spend all your cash advocating on abortion. Go for it. Still legal in California, by the way. While interest rates are climbing to 7% to buy a house, right? While uh, your, your, um, the average rate of wage improvement is outpaced two to one by inflation, right? While people are starting to realize that recession is real, right? While all that is going on, while we're potentially heading to nuclear Armageddon because we have a moron in in the president's, uh, well, I shouldn't say a moron, a mentally declining at best Joe Biden as our president, while all that is going on, this is the thing that you're going to advocate for and make sure you spend copious amounts of money on. Go, go, go for it. Also, Pat, the third part of this ad that I found absolutely insane. They already have two kids, right? Yeah. You mean to tell me they're going to abort a third one? Yeah. It, 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 especially since one of them is a baby. Uh, What? 
Like, yeah. like I still have to feed that kid. The, the chances of that happening in real life, Slim and none and Slim left town about three months ago. Okay. Uh, none of this ad happens in real life. Like none of it. This is this is this is the 2022 version of throwing grandma off the cliff in the 90s, right? This is exactly what this is. It it's yeah. stupid. It is absolutely stupid. But leave it to Eric Swalwell to do stupid. All right, we got more, right? We got we got a couple more here. Oh, we 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 have more than enough for today, but I think we have to go here next. Where where what, where are we going next? We were in California last. Yeah. Um, well, uh, are, are you familiar with uh, Sarah Gonzalez over at the Blaze? Oh, yes, I am. Well, uh, I, I sent you a video yesterday because she apparently went to a uh, brunch in uh, Plano, Texas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we decided not to play this video, folks. We <laughs> There's a reason why, because we're not going to be the guys that are going to spread this kind of crap around. We're just not. Um, it's on our Twitter if you want to look at it. Um, or it's on debated. Sarah Gonzalez's Twitter feed if you want to it, go look at it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I've debated just taking it off my Twitter just because I don't want to be that guy. That being said, she attended a, an event in Plano, Texas. This happened to be a brunch and specifically, more specifically, a drag brunch. And... In the video, you have a drag queen dancing and doing very provocative type just dancing, um, yeah. exposing, exposing. Yes. Let's just put it that way. And in this video, you can actually see and, and, and if you read the comments on her Twitter feed, there is more than just this one child that is there. She can't this child. This kid can't be more than four. Yeah, uh, four to six, somewhere in that yeah, range, so, yeah. somewhere in there. And is she sitting back back with her fan? Well, it looks like her mom, maybe an older sister, an aunt, and grandma. And grandma is gr- like I don't think those two are are those are not the same people, not same no? groups. Pat, no. Okay, okay, no. okay. Fair enough. But there's it, an that, older lady on yeah, one side that, laughing her rear end off. Right. On the other hand, as this drag person um, decides to, um, I don't know how to describe this other than lifting things up. Okay. Um, as that is going on, you can see the instant regret on the face of the mom. Now, the reason why this is in WTF is because this is all two things. Number one, exposing yourself to a child like that is a crime, right? Okay. That's a crime. It doesn't matter where it happens, how it happens, when it happens. You could never, ever, 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 ever do that. Okay, that's a crime. It's indecent exposure to a minor, by the way. My question here is, why didn't the why didn't the parents pick that kid up and leave? But what you can see is the instant regret and just cringe on the face of that parent. You can see it going, "Uh oh, now. okay, Pat, we we've talked about these types of shows in the past. We've talked about and, and I don't want to play the video. And I thought about it very hard about it. Mm. And yes, we don't want to give this more air than it needs. On the flip side, I I also understand the argument of shining the light, right? 
I also understand that argument, but I don't have to shine the light on sexual sexual exploitation. And that's what this really was. Okay. I don't have to shine a light on that. I don't have to show you the physical, right? I can shine a light without having to do that. Now, the claim from Sarah Gonzalez is that this was somehow a kid friendly. This is what she she didn't say as much, Pat, but this was the implication of what she was advocating for in this Twitter feed, okay? Right? Is that this was meant for minors, right? That's what that's basically what she's saying. Mm. And this is the problem that I have with trying with what she's attempting to do here. And this is why I think this is WTF. Because this is a square peg in a round hole. That's what she's attempting to do here. And we talked about this off air. For me, this is this is WTF on Sarah Gonzalez's part. Because the poster, all of the advocacy around this event, right? This is very clearly, very clearly marketed to adults. Very clearly. Now, it is true that the venue is all ages, right? However, the original poster markets this to adults 18 and older. Literally says it on the poster, adults 18 plus. When you go to purchase the tickets, because this was a ticketed event, it clearly states a disclaimer that says, while minors are welcome, if you basically it was if you don't advocate or don't bring your children to an R-rated movie or allow them to see TVMA on television, don't bring them here. They literally tell you, do not bring your kids. Now, I can see the point of, well, then make it 21 plus, right? Right. You can do that on your ticketing scheme. I understand that. But as a parent, they are literally screaming and yelling at you to not bring your kids. So as a parent, do you or do you not have the responsibility to heed those warnings? You do. You absolutely do. Now, on top of that, on top of that, if you make the choice to bring your child there, is that on you? Is that on society to then do something to the drag queen or whatever? No. Are we? Because the suggestion here from Sarah Gonzalez is that this is child abuse. By whom? By the parent? By somebody else? Who is this child abuse from? And then the advocacy from Sarah Gonzalez is take the child away. That we have every right to 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 do that. To wait a minute. Well, okay. So maybe the parent didn't understand. Maybe this was the first time they've ever seen this, right? And they right. decided to go. And they instantly regret it. Are we are we really yeah, going down this road? Yeah, maybe, maybe what, it wasn't because intentional what, on the parents. Because I look at this from two perspectives. Number one, I would never do this to a child if I had a child. I would never, ever, 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 ever advocate this because it is right. sexualizing my child. And I would prefer the innocence of my child, the truth to my child when it is appropriate, right? But that's me as a parent who also, as a libertarian, who am I to tell others how to 
parent unless that is physical harm being done. Because what is she advocating for? Basically, the government involving in how you parent. Okay, so you as a parent believe XYZ religiously, right? You, If you're Catholic, you are going to hammer home that contraceptives are aborted, right? That is the position of the Catholic Church, that any contraceptives are abortifandids, right? Okay, that's the position. What's to stop at that point? What's to stop the the government from coming in and saying that that you're harming your child? It, are we really advocating for government intervention in this? My suggestion is that it is social intervention that we need here. We need cultural intervention. What? No parent should ever have. No parent. No parent should ever be in a position to think, you know what, I'm going to bring this. And I brought this up to you off air, Pat. Would you ever advocate for bringing your child to a strip club, like a full-on strip club? Oh, hell no. Right? Hell oh, no. it's got a lunch buffet. I still wouldn't take my kid to a it's strip club. It's got a steak club. dinner, Pat. I still wouldn't take my kid to a... I, mean, I don't care if they're serving lunch. I don't care if they're serving breakfast. I'm not taking my kid to a strip joint. I'm not. Are you sure? What, what? What's wrong with that? It's not Dude, real they, sex, Pat. They, they could have. They could have Sesame Street there, and I still wouldn't take them. Do not give a drag show an idea, Pat. You son of a bitch. <laughs> what's next, Bert and Ernie writhing around on the stage? You bastard. Big Bird. Okay, this was not my intent. My my intent was like the, the, it it could be I understand your point. Marketed to this kid-friendly place and I still wouldn't do it. Right. Why wouldn't you do it though, Pat? Because of because social pressure, right? Because society well, says that is that is a no-go zone for children. Right. Also because the law says you have to be 18 or above or 21 or above, depending on, on if it serves alcohol or not or whatever, whatever state you're in, right? Okay. Right. I understand that. But there's where you advocate for. Any drag show, any show involving sexual uh, movements or whatever you want to call it, right? No minors allowed. Doesn't matter the venue, doesn't matter whatever, Right. I think the simple solution here is 21 and up. Right. Because again, a great example of this, right, is the school districts. They're bringing in drag queens and trans this and da, 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 right? Right. Why are they not bringing in strippers? Why not? What, what's yeah, why the difference? Not? What is the difference? Honest to God, what is the difference between the two? There is none. You are sexualizing a child one way or the other. It's okay to sexualize the child into trans and queer gender theory and practice, but it is not okay to sexualize them and put them in positions that are heteronormative. Is that is that where we're going as a society? Is that what we're doing here? Now, I I firmly believe that Sarah Gonzalez misses the point here because this ain't it this ain't the hill to die on. This ain't the show to die on. 
because the show and the people putting it on literally said, don't bring your kids. They gave every warning humanly possible other than ticketing to 21 and above. Other than that. But you as a parent also have some responsibility here. If you don't know that this is going to be that, don't bring your kids. If you are uneducated about what this is, educate yourself first. Well, and if you made the honest mistake, which I kind of, I wonder if this this mom and her family did made they that make mistake. an honest mistake? I, I don't know. They? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying if if they did, this will just be a really if. good time. You know, it's going to be a really good time, Pat. Watching a bunch mm-hmm. of dudes acting like women, um, and, and they're just writhing around. It's so fun. Look at this, you pretty princess. I don't know what brought them there. I I don't I don't know. I don't know. Is all I'm saying. What I am saying is the moment you found out, because you could see the cringe, the moment you found out, and you're going to have to explain to your kid, you get the eject button. Get out. Yep. And by the way, this wasn't just like a family-friendly version of drag. This was, this was exposing, literally exposing right well, the to the crowd. Lifted up his dress. To show his what? <sighs> I, we're not so, going there. But, but yeah. on one hand, parental issues. On the other hand, government involvement. I'm not a fan of this, like I said, because this is, whoa, whoa slippery slopes never happen. Uh, have you been paying attention to what's been going on in the gender queer theory bullshit? Have you understood that they're not just advocating for marriage between gay people, but other, now you must, you know, polyamorous, uh, polyamorous gay relationships can also have marriages and this, that, and the other thing. That's the advocacy that they're doing today. So on the slippery slope side of this, where, where's government, where's the line of government action here? Where is it? Sarah Gonzalez is telling us that it is child abuse and sexual abuse of a child. Okay, so then what about, again, what about the belief of the the Catholic Church when it comes to contraceptives? Is that abuse of a child, telling a child that they are not allowed to use those things? Is that not sexual abuse of a child, right? Based off of your definition, the government, you want the government to take that definition and that ball and roll with it? You better be prepared for them to use that as a weapon against you next, because that's exactly what the government is doing today when it comes to, see, but if you just, you know what, you stupid rube Republicans, if you just accept marriage between a man and a man or a woman and a woman, we're good. We're good. That's the line. That's the line that we're never, uh, 10 years later, well, well, now they're advocating for all sorts, right? Be careful of the slippery slope that you want to go down when it comes to government. Sometimes government is not the answer. Sometimes the society is the answer. The culture is the answer. We as a culture would never think to bring kids to a strip club. Why? Because we understand that that is a purely sexual act and sexualizing children is wrong. Until we understand that this is not, this is not playtime. This is a meant-to-be-sexual Act. 
This is sexualizing your child. Now, I would advocate that sexualizing your four-year-old child is child abuse. I firmly believe that. It's, it's, is it, but is it the level of abuse where you need to involve government? That, I think that's the question. Uh, is grooming, is this grooming behavior of the parents? Because that's where I would draw that line, right? If I can mm. prove that the parents are grooming them into some sort of an ideology or a, a sexual identity at four, right? If I can prove that, then I might be on board with the government getting involved here because you are doing physical, psychological, and mental harm to your child. There's a keyword there, though. You got to prove it. Right. And mm. and so I, I would advocate that if you can prove that this person is not just taking them to drag shows but doing something else or pushing them down um, the trans road, right, at four, yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna have we're gonna have a little talk with with uh, you know child protective services or the you know Department of Children's Services right DCSF. <coughs> I just yeah yeah wow. Um, anything else, real quick? Oh, let's see. Well, um. Did you hear what happened at Boston University? No. Um, they uh, created a potentially unauthorized deadly COVID strain hybrid. Have we learned nothing? Yeah. Creating viruses. This is going to be in contention for my worst story of the week, by the way. Okay. There's a difference between attempting to understand a virus that currently exists and creating, uh-huh. I don't know, Man, bear, pig versions of viruses, right? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Have we learned nothing uh-huh. from South Park? Uh, South Park literally taught us this lesson, like t- almost twenty years ago, Pat. If not twenty-five years ago, when they created man, bear, pig, they literally had a scientist like twenty some odd years ago attempt to splice a man with a bear and a pig genetically. To, to produce man, bear, pig. But whatever, whatever, I do what I want. Man, I can't get you big meat pie. <laughs> okay. They literally told us the, 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 the bad results that were going to come from this. They literally, a stupid cartoon show, got it 25 years ago. Trey Parker and Matt Stone got it 25 years ago. What the hell is wrong with these people? Uh, I, I, I just, I, I don't get it. These are the same people who advocate for, by the way, it, that documentary that I sent you, that are proud to advocate for animals like pigs becoming our organ donators of the future, right? We're gonna we're gonna breed pigs to the point where they get put into like a, a farm, and that farm is basically there for me to be able to put uh, an extra liver or heart or lungs or kidneys into. They're gonna become our 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 pet 
um, organ donors of the future. Okay, they these are these types of people, Pat. They literally believe that we're we're gonna we're gonna take God's creation of a pig, right? We're gonna take that animal that is God's creation and turn it into our personal concierge for organs. What in the hell are we doing as a society? Seriously. These are also the same people who believe that, well, because these things are endangered, not because of human in, human cause, right? Not because we're going and hunting them into extinction or whatever have you. Um, not, not because of that, but because nature is taking its course. We have to intervene with nature, right? We have to be the advocates for those, those defenseless animals. And then we have to conserve their habitats. And then we also have to make sure that we breed all of these people or all of these animals in captivity so that in the future, the species could survive. Why not bring a dinosaur back? Why not go full on Jurassic World, right? Jurassic Park. Why not do it? Why not? Why are we not doing that? Don't they deserve to live? It's insane. The... The, the scientific community has gone completely and utterly insane. And if you don't think that we're in the next wave of eugenics right now, Pat, I, I just, I don't know what to tell you. These people literally believe they can play God. And they will play God with your mind, your body, and your soul if you let them. On that note, Pat, just remember the last bit of WTF. Uh, one, one final note, uh, Gavin Newsom to end COVID emergency declaration next year. Is it next year? He just said February 28th. Of what year? Yeah, what? 2023. That that would be next year. Um, He didn't say February 28th, 2023. He said February 28th. He left the year off. When? What February 28th? You believe that that's going to oh, be the 2023? Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. However... That would also be insane. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why you just don't do it um, now. Yep. And with that, uh, Pat, um, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And grifter Evan McMullen, or excuse me, McMuffin is a gadfly swimming in a pool of gadflies. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. As always, Matthew 547. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.